This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. I suppose you could say that some of the antipathy towards the Trump administration just comes from the terrible things that post-election Trump supporters have been doing across the country. Uh, Listen to this woman talk about uh, a a horrific hate crime that happened right here in New York City, here in my hometown, uh, and by people who were very obviously Trump supporters. Play it. They were surrounding me from behind, and they were like, oh, look, it's an effing terrorist. I didn't answer. They uh, pulled my strap of the bag, and it ripped. Um, And that's when I turned around, and I was really polite, and I was like, can you please leave me alone? And everyone was looking. No one said a thing. Everyone just looked away. They kept saying, you don't belong here. Get out of this country. Go back to your country. And then finally, they uh, came really close, and they were like, take that rag off your head. The president-elect, like, just promotes this stuff and just very anti-Muslim, very Islamophobic. And it's just he's condoning this. He's condoning it. I mean, it's 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 president-elect Trump's fault that all of this is happening. And clearly these Trump supporters, these savage Trump supporters that were around this woman saying these horrible things are just reflective of much broader sentiment in the country. And, you know, this is who we are as a country. And... Oh, wait a second. She lied about the whole thing. That whole soundbite you heard about the story about this young Muslim woman. You're you're a blanking terrorist. Take that rag off your head. Trump supporters. Uh, she knew there were Trump supporters. I also that, that by the way, that was your first huge clue that there was a problem here. What they, they all had make America great again. Hats on all three of them like matching. Uh, did, did they all sort they all that were attacking her saying we voted for Trump, by the way, be sure you tell the press that because we want to make sure that we get that out there. Total lie. Total and absolute lie from this woman. She's being charged uh, with filing a false report, which can get you a year in prison. She won't get any prison time, but uh, she's being filed with and also obstructing uh, official administration, which is kind of a charge they tack on there too, just to sort of add a little add a little oomph into things. But yeah, she lied. That entire thing, that entire story was a complete fabrication. Didn't happen at all. She's admitted this now, by the way. There's not. And and by the way, she didn't admit it because she had a guilty conscience and she wanted to change. By the way, this was treated as a huge news story. Oh, you should have seen social media. Oh, the the anti-Muslim bigotry. Anti-Muslim bigotry in this country is so bad that most of the time when I read a report of anti-Muslim bigotry, I'm either like, that doesn't even, I don't even know, you know, like somebody cut you off in traffic. I'm not sure it's because of your headscarf. Or I'm like, well, that's a hoax. I'm not saying it never happens. I'm just saying that there's a lot of hoaxes. A lot of hoaxes out there. And if something were so widespread and so pernicious and so damaging to the fabric of this country, you would think, I would think, that people wouldn't have to make up instances of it, right? That we would have plenty of examples to choose from of the anti-Muslim 
bigotry that is just sweeping the country after Trump's election. Never mind the fact that many times on the campaign trail, Trump would talk about, you know, how many Muslims are wonderful people and he has Muslim friends and all. No, no, that that doesn't matter. It's because of the Muslim ban for non-U.S. citizens entering, entering the country that he talked about, which they walked back on that. I mean, that was a little too strong even for the Trump campaign. That was a bad idea. But then they talked about uh, banning people from coming in from countries that have a history of supporting terror. Uh, do, do we really need that many more immigrants from the Fatah coming into the country? I, I don't know, but I think it's a fair discussion. I think we should be allowed to discuss whether or not that's in the national security interests of the United States. And if nothing else, the Trump campaign at least opened the door to that. So at least there's on some level the possibility the possibility that the Trump campaign uh, has allowed there to be discourse on this. But back to the uh, faux hate crime here. And you see this, by the way, on college campuses, too. A lot of the time, you know, they'll be, oh, there was some somebody put a noose on somebody's door. That's a classic hate crime hoax. Why, why, why would somebody? What? Oh, but that that one. Whenever I see that one, I go, well, it's possible this is real. You know, there are still hateful, racist people out there. There are also people, I think, sometimes who realize that acting in a way that is racist is, you know, or acting out in a racist fashion is a means of getting attention and sort of, act. you know, it's like the same reason you'd start a forest fire just to start one. I mean, just because you're you're an idiot, you want to be destructive. Um, So we have a fake hate crime here in new york city not not the first time that we've seen one of these reports about but r- r- real detail and by the way she got caught in the lie because she had to meet with the police and they wanted to they wanted her to talk about the her attackers and she couldn't describe them and then they also had surveillance footage of where she said this happened and nothing happened to her so 100% she lied and now she's saying it's because she was having family difficulties you know that's quite a leap uh, that your father's going to be mad at you because you were out late so you create a you, you make up a national news story in which you are the victim of anti-Muslim bigotry. And you do so, by the way, not just to impugn the candidate who is now the president elect. Right. She specifically says Donald Trump allows for this bigotry, for this fake bigotry. But she said that. Right. So we know. But also that everybody who voted for him is sort of painted with this brush that they are all anti they're all sort of hate, hateful anti-muslim bigots themselves. They're just really bad people. And that only bad people would vote for Trump and you know all the rest of it. So uh oh it's by the way it's not the only I want to find where was the other one? There's another story that just broke in the last few days and I'm fine. Sorry guys, sometimes I have to find things on the fly here. Um where did it go? Oh, here we go. A Texas a Muslim in Texas, this is from Breitbart.com, has pled guilty to uh, setting his own mosque on fire on Christmas Day 2015. He's pled guilty to felony arson and was sentenced to prison. Uh, he, this is the guy, uh, this is a guy who lit his own mosque on fire. And of course, I- immediately um, they thought it was a hate crime. I should pull together more. I mean, just type in um, Muslim fake hate crime and see what pops up. You'll see a whole bunch of things. Uh, But this should tell you a lot. And it also, I think, goes in the column of 
more of these uh, these these hate crime stories pop up because everyone's been told that uh, the Trump administration is going to more or less be rounding individuals up and putting them in camps and it's going to be so hateful and so bigoted and so terrible. All of this about a guy who's like a media mogul and born and raised in New York City. We, we really think that he's going to be some sort of skinhead KKK uh, you know, member in terms of the way he enforces. It's just it's so beyond the pale. But this stuff is is having a real impact. It's interesting to me that they're worried about the right. Meanwhile, the minds of people on the left, young people, everybody are just being poisoned in a, in a way that's not, again, it's not about political opposition. It's not, you know, I really, I really think that Donald Trump's changes to Obamacare could be uh, problematic for the, whatever it is, 13 million people or 15 million people who get Obamacare, who are on Obamacare exchanges. No, no, it's Donald Trump is Hitler. And what you see here is a sort of continuation of the problem that you have with the Black Lives Matter movement. Very different issues, but let me just explain. Black Lives Matter says publicly they want to have a and there's no leader of it. So therefore, there's also no person to be held accountable and there can be no sort of official statement of of grievances or whatever. It just gets to be a, an idea, a meme. It can sort of motivate and mobilize a mob. But Black Lives Matter is told that police are hunting and murdering young black men across the country. That's what they are told. That's what they say. And that is what at least a primary part of the message is, right? That's why black lives have to matter because they're saying they don't matter and we know they don't matter to police officers who are predominantly white. They're being killed in racist fashion. This, yes, gets people energized. It gets them emotional and it gets them motivated to show up and protest and and it allows uh, TV anchors and pundits and other people in the media who live in, you know, doorman buildings here in New York City and entirely... Uh, almost entirely, if not entirely, white neighborhoods you know, that have no crime at all to sort of wax philosophical on TV about how much they love the Black Lives Matter movement. But there can be really negative consequences to telling people that police are murdering young black men. Not everyone is going to take it literally, but some people will. And even if they don't, it really poisons minds against police in a way that they're clearly going to be Real ramifications, right? Okay, so that's there with Black Lives Matter. With the Trump administration, you have the media saying that this was more or less a Russian orchestrated coup and that Trump is a bigot, an Islamophobe, and a racist, and he is going to be a fascist. Well, I know that they're saying that just because they hate him and they they enjoy the hyperbole and they're really kind of going to make a you know, make a play to demean the administration as much as possible. But when otherwise seemingly respectable news outlets just want to talk about how the president-elect is a fascist and is, is more or less, a, you know, Hitler with a side swoop and no mustache, there will be very real consequences to this. You had a, a Politico writer. Now, Politico is a left, uh, a left operation, a leftist operation. I love that I had uh, somebody, was it Jim Shudo at CNN, Corrected me when I said that the Washington Post was a leftist paper. It's like it's it's not. I'm like, well, what what do we call it? A liberal paper? It's not liberal. It's a wrong. That's a wrong usage of the term. It's definitely pro Democrat, and it's also pretty pro Sanders, who's a socialist. I'd say it's left. Anyway, I think it's. I think saying it's left is is fair. 
uh, but polit- a political writer tweeted something out. And granted, she has been, I think, disciplined at Politico, but she's leaving to go to the Atlantic. And I, I can't say what she tweeted on air. She's pretty reasonably well known. She's around my age. And, you know, I'm sure, if, you know, anyway. Uh, wrote something so horrific about Donald Trump on her official Twitter account and shared it that, you know, there, there are the mistakes, there, there's the tweets that you put out there that you're like, eh, maybe I could be misconstrued or I was in a bad mood or, you know, whatever. And it's one of the reasons why, I don't know, I, I can't, I'm not one of these people who can just tweet 50 times a day and just constantly share, you know, every thought I have. Maybe I should. It'd probably be better for, you know, my brand or whatever, but I, I feel like I like to try to live life and this is this is my brand. This is what I do. Three hours a day of radio with you every day, Monday through Friday. Share my thoughts right here. People want to know what I think? Listen to the radio show. That's what I always tell them. People when I'm out and about, they're like, let's talk politics. But I'm like, no, no, no. How about you download today's radio show? Have fun. Enjoy. And I mean have fun literally. Like, enjoy. Uh, but this uh, this woman in Rights for Political, Julia Yaffe, uh, maybe I'm pronouncing her last name wrong. I don't know. Uh, she's actually something of a Russia... Uh, of a Russianist. Um, she wrote something so horrible about the president-elect. And what's interesting to me is if somebody had written that about, she got in a little bit of trouble, if somebody had written that about President Obama, they would never get a job in media again. Ever. Ever. You'd be done. Now we could argue about or discuss whether or not it's fair that one mistake, one tweet should ruin somebody's career forever under any circumstances. That's a whole separate discussion. But I can promise you writing the same thing about President Obama at this day, before he'd even taken office, or in, in any, ever. You would never work in, no employer in media would hire you, period. No one. Alex Jones wouldn't hire you. And, okay, maybe that's not true. Alex Jones might hire you. But, I mean, other people wouldn't hire you. And she's going to go to the Atlantic, I think, and it's going to be fine. And she's just an example of somebody who is good writer, high-functioning, you know, at least fancies herself intellectual, but her mind has been poisoned by Trump hatred. A lot of people's have. It's actually getting dangerous. I'm more worried now about the, I'm much more worried, I should say, about the anti-Trump left than I am about the sort of far pro-Trump right. Much more worried. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 